Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Welcome to room 4216 from the Highlands of Scotland. Mm, it's beautiful. We're listening to a piece from the Whistle Binkies called Coronach. It's the third in the round of part of their uh, uh, funeral uh, music. It's called Keening. It's, people usually sing uh, improvised uh, things like this at a funeral in the highlands of Scotland. We thought we'd take you there because room 4216 can be in so many places. Mm. Today we start in the highlands of Scotland. You can almost feel the breezes, smell the heather. And the sea, the salt water. Hear the sheep in the distance maybe. Part of God's wonderful creation of heaven and earth. And now, from the inbox. This week we have two letters. The I first love- one actually is, uh, I've held it for a couple weeks. It actually should have been about three weeks ago, but it just didn't fit in. Mm. But we do now. Yes, and I love getting letters from the inbox. This one is from Laurel, and she says, Of course you can use vision through your eyes in your podcast episode, on Genesis and the Rainbow. Thanks for your kind words about the song. You know, as I grew up, I knew only a couple of blind people. While we do receive vision through the eyes of our sighted peers, we also can and do catch a tremendous amount of vision from others like us who are blind or who have varying degrees of blindness. And ultimately, it all goes back to seeing God and each other with our hearts. Blessings on you, your family, Cecilia, and your ministry. And yes, even the dogs. The dogs. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, I resent that. Why uh, should you sorry, resent Lowell, it? You got I cats. Oh, she didn't it. say cats. She didn't say cats. <laughs> she oh, blessed my oh, dog. Jack and not Jasmine and Minnie and Daniel are going to be mad about this. Her point is really neat, though. I <laughs> like is. it about seeing God with the heart. Because God sees our hearts. And that's really where our faith and trust with Him is. And nobody can see that but God. Mm. Thanks, Laurel. The second one is from Corey. Hi, Corey. Corey is an active listener, and this one came in just a little bit ago. I think he even starts with uh, saying which one it is from. After room 4216, lesson 82, home is where the heart is. That's where we talked about Abram being guided to a new home, and we talked about home, as it says, where the heart is. I find this podcast a little interesting. I know this is true because of many people who are homeless, do not have a home, or are trying to find a place to stay. 
I travel to church sometimes, and my parents often tell me that there are people standing off the side of the interstate exits ramps begging. Very interesting observation. It is. A lot of people do not have homes. We think of home as home sweet home, and sometimes we get tired of our home because we don't get out of our home, <sighs> especially during the winter, and you get the, the, the uh, cabin fever. But really, it's a blessing because many don't have a place of security and safety, and that's really what Corey's talking about, and that's what God does give us. Before we really get rolling into Genesis today, I think we need to review. And so to review, Cecilia, I thought we would take a little trip on the time machine. Oh, no, we're not. (laughs) Not this time. Never again. What did you just do? That took me a long time to put together. Okay, you messed it up, literally. It's a mess here on the floor. So it's up to you now. We were going to go back and review the six blessings of Abraham in the last episode. It's now upon you to remember them. Number one. I will make of you a great nation. Very good. Yeah, a country, basically. Yep. Number two. He's going to have lots of kids. Yeah. And that be fruitful, multiply, just like Adam and, and Abram. Number three. I will give you a great reputation. In other words, I will make your name great. And that's important for a lot of people. Okay. Number four. I like this one. Inspiration. I will make you a blessing to others, a gift to others. Hmm. Okay. Number five. Friend or foe. Oh, yeah. I guess you would consider me your foe right now. But anyway. uh, Yep. Those who who bless you, I will bless. Those who curse you, I will curse. Very good. And number six. Ah, the best of all. The Messiah. Through Abraham came Jesus Christ, our Messiah. What we're going to find in the next chapters from chapter 13 all the way to the end of the story of Abraham uh, culminating well 22 or 23 is this keeps repeating we're going to keep coming back to it this is a neat thing of oral transmission then it's it's underscoring how God is going to do this and then we get the stories of exactly how it is accomplished And so we're going to be doing a little bit of the oral tradition. Rather than reading word by word, we're going to look at the chapters as stories coming back to one of these six blessings. In our last episode with Abram, we found him coming out of Egypt with the skin of his teeth barely alive. God had to free him because he had broken all the commandments, but uh, God blessed him anyway, even though he was trying to do it himself. 
We find Abram now coming into the land of Canaan, and he realizes he and his, his cousin Lot both have a huge amount of, uh, of, of animals and people. And he, so he says to him, we can't both stay here, so you go one way, I'll go the other. You choose, and I'll go the other way. Well, Lot chose the, the um, plain of Jordan, and there were several cities there, which is going to come up in a few moments. When Lot chose to the right, Abram then went straight ahead into the land of Canaan. And in verse 15 of chapter 13, God said, Lift up your eyes from where you are and look north and south, east and west. All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring would be counted. Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. It might seem like God's repeating himself here. I mean, he talked about all this in chapter 12. No, God's not repeating. He's reinforcing. He takes Abram and says, look at this land as far as the eye can see. Miles and miles. Well, it's going to take a pretty big nation to fill this land, Abram. And I am going to make of you a great nation. Meanwhile, Lot settled in the plain of Jordan. He settled among many city-states, each one being a little kingdom of its own. Back then, cities were contained, and each had, you might say, its own king. A battle between these kings of the plain and other kings ensued, battling back and forth for 12 years, but finally... There was an all-out battle, and the five kings of the plain lost. They swept away many people, including Lot. Lot being captured, taken away. One of his servants slipped away and went and told Abram. Abram gathered his servants and did a surprise attack, defeating those who had carried away and plunder the people and all the goods. Abraham recovered everything, because God was with him, and he brought everything back to the plain. One of the kings was the king of Sodom, who wanted to give him a portion of the return. But Abram said no. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. Another one of the blessings that God gave Abram in chapter 12 it was the one I called friend or foe. And here we see God not repeating, but reinforcing, and Abram living it out. Here we had Abram. It's quite a contrast between the Abram that was grabbing and wanting to get, get, get in Egypt, and the one that refuses to take 
the goods that the king of Sodom offered him. He said, no, I will not take these. I swore an oath to the Lord that I will not. Because Abram knew that Sodom and its king was tainted with sin. Abram is starting to learn to walk with the Lord. He's received the blessings, promises of God of how God will take care of him. And yet, promises sometimes are hard to hold when you can't see or touch them. And so, Abraham expresses his doubt and discouragement about the blessing that he will have a son. And so God comes to him once again in Genesis 15 and speaks. Do not be afraid, Abram, for I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me, since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant of my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to Abram, This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Now, where's that store number? Oh, here it is. Yes, you can. I need to return some items, please. Well, they just don't fit. Two ways of doing it? Okay, yeah, getting money back on my credit card would be good, but no, I don't like the idea of it taking seven to ten days. What's the other way? Store credit. Hmm, and how long does that take? Right away? Are you serious? Oh, that would be great. Hey, hey, Carrie, what did you need to order? I, I got the things uh, returned. They gave me an authorization code, and yeah, the money's there now. All right, I'll do it. Stores don't give credit until they have the item back or payment received. Hmm. God also doesn't give credit until he has what he feels is the proper payment. For Abraham, and for us, the payment was the blood of his son, and our trusting, depending, and clinging to that as our payment. We call it faith that God pays the payment. And because Abraham had faith, 
Hmm. Comes then the third blessing that God will bless his name for centuries of gener- people and dozens of generations have known about Abraham's faith and trust in God from then until now. And so his name is blessed and great. Mr. Dave, what yeah. are you doing? Well, I uh, I have my wedding ring. Ooh, ooh, where yeah. you, oh, there it is. Whew. I, I'm, I'm playing with my wedding ring because what, what happens next in the story of Abram reminded me of, of the promise my wife gave me when she married me. She gave me the promise she'd be faithful, and then she gave me this ring that I was playing with, and I almost lost, <sighs> as the visual sign. Yes. In chapter 15, Abraham is given a visual sign by God with um, where Abram took two animals, cut them in half. This is the way they made covenants back then. It was with blood, and literally they'd walk through it. If you walk through blood of the animal in between, this was a way to seal a covenant. Uh, I'm not sure if this was actually done... I don't think it's for weddings, but for countries that are fighting. That if you agree to a resolution, okay, let's do the covenant. And that's walk through the animals. And so God promises Abram that he will have many children by his own loins of his own uh, family. Even though they might leave the land for a while, they will all return and have this great nation and they will be his offspring. I will bless you. You're going to have kids. Here again, God's not repeating. He's reinforcing. He's telling Abram, you will be fruitful. Even as old as you are, you will have a child of your own body who will inherit all this that I am giving you. As we have heard, God promised Abram that he would help him be a blessing, to be fruitful and multiply. But to this point, he had no children. And so his wife Sarai devised an idea, I suppose you could say, to help God. She gave one of her handmaidens to Abram to be a wife. And certainly, this gal did conceive But as soon as she conceived and was pregnant, she started, I guess you'd say in modern day language, rubbing it in and and causing problems for Sarai. Sarai couldn't handle it anymore and said, get her away from me. Abraham, because he loved Sarai, did so, though it distressed him. God went to her as she was in the desert and said, I have heard your cry and sadness. Go back to your mistress, Sarai, and submit to her. And so she did. 
and in a little while she gave birth to a child. But this isn't what God had in mind. This account was in chapter 16 of Genesis. In chapter 17, God comes and reinforces that he will bless Abram. And to make sure he knows this, he changed his name to Abraham and his wife's name from Sarai to Sarah. And he promised that Abraham would have a son. But in his heart, Abraham laughed. Can God really do this? I'm so old. We learn in the next chapter, chapter 18, 13 years later, God, with two of his angels, it says three angelic people came. Abraham immediately knew who it was. And so he prepared a feast. And at this feast, God said, in a year I'll come back and your wife Sarah will have a son. Well, Sarah heard this from the tent, which wasn't far away, and she laughed inside her heart. Can God really give me a child of my old age? And God said to Abraham, your wife laughed in mockery, in, in, in unbelief. Sarah said, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. And it will happen anyway. <laughs> Isn't that like our God? Even when we don't have faith, when we aren't faithful, he remains faithful. Sure enough. One year later, she gave birth to a son. She called him Isaac, which means laughter. And she even says, God has given me laughter, both in her heart, to replace the doubt, and in her arms, a son. Sarah said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have given him a son in his old age. His old age? Sarah was 90 when she gave birth to Isaac. What a miracle. And yet God is in the business of doing miracles. First, he, the creator of the world, came into the world, the thing which he created, to redeem it. Jesus Christ became man to die for men. We who are sinful are forgiven. He loves us and he wants us to be with him in heaven. So, he performed a miracle and made it happen. And then, not only that, but, but then God says, I don't want you to just sit there. I want you to be a blessing to other people. Kind of like Laurel was talking about at the beginning of this podcast. How we who are disabled can be a vision, an inspiration, a blessing to one another. I am so thankful that we can be together here on room 4216. A few years ago, no one would have thought that something like an iPhone or a Victor Stream would have existed, but here it is. So, what miracles is God performing in your life? What blessings has He given to you? Maybe hard to think sometimes what they might be, but they're there.
what blessings can you be to others? Please write us. Let us know what you think of the program and share your thoughts and ideas with us. You can do so at info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone, N-O-T-A-L-O-N-E, dot net. And always remember, we are not alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Whistleblinky with Coronach. Robert Vaughn, Terry Nord, Interlude Music.